All-Star voting is announced. First round and first wave, so we get our first look at where the Marlins guys are landing in all of the votes thus far at all the positions, apart from the pitchers, of course. And there is a clear leader and a National League position leader. The Marlins have a chance to have hitter for the first time in years. We're going to dig into all of the updates on the National League All-Star voting and as well get into some of these injury news. There has been a ton of announced <laughs> announced changes or updates on the injury side. That may take half an hour in itself. Nevertheless, guys, All-Star voting and injury updates in advance of Game 1 against the Rockies. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. Of course, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MiamiMarlins underscore UK. It's right there on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, subscribe. There's over 100 subscribers now, so that's great growth. Only a few weeks into the uh, the channel, but thanks for everyone uh, with the support, the comments, and the love on, on YouTube. And as well, don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcast, podcast platform you listen to. We're a daily podcast, Monday to Friday. There's five episodes a week. Make sure you subscribe so they just automatically appear ready to rock and roll. Don't have to worry about downloading them on the train when you haven't got the signal. No, no, no. Automatically get them downloaded. As well, apologies for yesterday. The audio quality, for some reason, not good. I don't know why. Um, something went wrong, made it a little bit tricky to listen to, patchy. I apologize. I hope you got the main gist of the conversation. And you managed to make it through. If you didn't, I apologize for that. It's the first time it's happened. I'm not sure why. But nevertheless, hopefully today is better. If it isn't, um, then I'll have to dig even deeper into this one. But thank you for sticking with me. Welcome back. And as well, thank you for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. An amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you guys as i mentioned in the intro we're going to dig into the updates the first round of updates on the national league all-star voting and unless you've been living under a rock today you will know that jazz chisholm is leading the second base voting yes jazz chisholm leading the way at second base Ozzie Albies in second place. Ozzie clearly won't be playing in the All-Star game after his uh, his foot surgery. So I'm intrigued to see where those votes go. Uh, and listen, Ozzie Albies, he's second in voting. He was not having a great year by any stretch. I think, you know, it's below average probably for Ozzie Albies. So he was just getting, I guess, the Atlanta uh, fanatics, as you have, piling in. But listen, Jazz Chisholm is leading the way at second base. Not a surprise. For two reasons. Jazz Chisholm, he's having a stunning year. He's having a stunning year this year. He's been brilliant for the Marlins. He really has. The power, the speed, the swag, you name it. And that's the second reason, too. It is just a swag overload from Jazz Chisholm. So many people across the league just love Jazz. The amount of times I've seen various tweets about how Jazz is great for baseball, and we had this hoo-ha a few weeks back about locker room issues and people hating jazz and all that kind of 
guff. But you know, what you did see off the back of that was a lot of people coming out in support of, of Jazz Chisholm. He's good for the game. He's he's young, exuberant. We want to see those kind of guys. And I'm delighted, absolutely delighted, that Jazz Chisholm is leading the way at second base. Um, there's a few other positions that I'm going to dig into as well that I thought were very interesting. But, you know, listen, Jazz has a... Yeah, 50,000 votes ahead of, of Aussie Albies. Albies, like I mentioned, now on the IL. Won't be won't be going to the All-Star game for sure. In third spot is Jeff McNeil for the Mets. And whilst Jazz has, has had an absolutely stunning year as well, uh, so has Jeff McNeil. We have obviously just seen him in the, in the weekend series. Jeff McNeil is is outpacing Jazz. You know, if you look at... Uh, he's got a 143 OPS plus. He's hitting 327, Jeff McNeil. So if you like that kind of hitter, if you just like a straight up hitter, he's had 74 hits. He's got 2.4 war. Jazz has got two point, uh, but only four homers and only two steals. So Jeff McNeil, if you like that type of guy, I can understand it. OPS plus is good. He's on base. He's hitting all, all good. However, no. No speed, no bombs. I mean, Jess Chisholm, rightfully so, is miles ahead. This is a fan vote, and fan, <laughs> fans are going to be voting for Jess Chisholm all day, every day. There's a big drop-off then to Gavin Lux and Gorman, Jake Cronenworth. Actually, go and have a look at Jake Cronenworth. He's having a stunning war season, no doubt. Um, he's like in the top 20 in, in war across the whole league. So Cronenworth having a great year. Um, on that front, but way behind Jazz, 500,000 votes behind. So, listen, Jazz Chisholm, I've, I've said it weeks ago, but I think Jazz will make the All-Star team. I think he'll be voted in, and I don't see anything changing there. It's been a great year for Jazz. 13 home runs, 11 stolen bases, 131 um, OPS plus, an OPS itself of 830. It's been great. And as well, the other thing I, I saw, the defense has been miles better for Jazz. Miles better defensively this year. So that shouldn't be, that shouldn't go unmissed. That he's he's really upped his game. I remember last year, so many balls were eating him up at second base. Think back. Jazz was a shortstop. He was, you know, played predominantly as a Miggy Rojas is clearly there and locks it down. And, and Miggy's an elite shortstop and elite glove. So if Miggy's playing, he's playing in short, no doubt. So he transitioned to second. It's taken some time, but for me, it looks nice now. It looks jazz, and the defense has been good. Um, he was always throwing himself around in the field last year, if you recall. And it was kind of, you know, there'd be flashy plays, but there'd be just some big errors, and he's really cut down on them errors. So defensively, jazz is, is, is much improved. He started out scorching as well, as we all know. Um, and has kind of had a little bit of a slump in many ways since, but still the numbers are stacking up here. Jazz is going to be the starter at, at second base uh, for the National League. I'm, I'm pretty confident of that. I just can't see, I can't see Albies going past him now. He's hurt. I just can't see the sexiness with McNeil. Like he can keep on hitting. Plus McNeil hamstring injury yesterday as well against the Marlins. So who knows? He may be out, and the rest too far away. So Jazz Chisholm's going to make it. Let's dig into a few other positions though in terms of where where the Marlins could potentially make a run um, or not. Um, but before we do that, guys, uh, reminder that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And Rock Auto, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store 
to stock all the parts you need? Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Does it make sense, does it? You've got access to rockauto.com. Use it. Use it. Get yourselves on there because you're going to save time and money. Time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Doesn't make any sense. Rock Auto makes all the sense. It's a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. 2-0. 20 years. Their prices are allowed below for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. They've got it all. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the, the solution to your auto part needs. So what have you got to do? Where have you got to go? RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection. Reliably low prices. Reliably low prices. <laughs> all the parts your car will ever need is RockAuto.com. Okay, guys. Um, so that's Rock Auto. And um, get yourselves over there. Sounds listen. If you if you got auto auto needs, car needs, they sound like they've got everything. Get yourselves over to there. So, what else is happening in the voting? What else have we seen? And it's an intriguing vote um, and an update because Jazz clearly it, this isn't just a Marlins vote. This is a league wide vote, right? Even Jazz is getting a good chunk of the voters that, that clearly aren't Marlins fans too, and he absolutely should do. He deserves it. Let's start and dig into catcher as well. What's happening at catcher? Wilson Contreras is miles ahead um, in this one. I think rightly so. I think Contreras is going to be voted in. Uh, Travis Darno in, in second. Yeah, I've, I'm looking at the top 10 in terms of votes here. Thanks. No Jacob Stallings. That's <laughs> probably right. Um, he that kind of sums it up as well for, you know, for Stallings. It's been an upgrade for the fish defensively, but... Not sexy enough for the bat, that is for sure. JT Riamuto, interestingly, seventh. Seventh Real Muto. It's not been a good year for him, I wouldn't say, thus far. Yanni Molina there in third. Let's get on to first baseman, because the Marlins, we have some good first baseman, no doubt. Does any of them crack the top 10? They have. Jesus Aguilar is on the list. He's in the top 10. He's in the short list, let's say. It's quite a long short list, to be fair, at 10. But he's made the short list with 64,000 votes. Leading the way, Paul Goldschmidt, 930,000 votes. Oh, he's got a little bit of room to go, Aggie, to catch Goldie. I think Goldie's a lock there. In second, just a mere 300,000 votes plus behind is Pete Alonso. And Pete Alonso having a stunning year as well. That just shows how amazing Goldie has been at first base. But great to see Aguilar there, you know, 10th at first base. Aguilar, as I mentioned yesterday on the on the episode, the Marlins, they absolutely have to move him. Pretty much ASAP. They have to. It's time. If you didn't listen to the episode or couldn't get through it because the audio quality wasn't good enough, let me just summarize my thoughts. Aggie, the Marlins, they're not going to... There's going to be no extension for Aguilar. He's going to be... Uh, his contract is going to run and expire, and the Marlins won't extend him. They have a player in, at first base that they need to get a look at. We've had a look at the last couple of games. Lewin Diaz. They need to do exactly what they did last year with Corey Dickerson. Move Aguilar. If they can get a nice piece or two back, absolutely. What a bonus. But it's time to see Lewin Diaz. This season for the Marlins, they're not going to make any noise. They're unlikely to finish above 500, in my opinion, at this point. And it's not going to be good enough. 
um, for the for the postseason. It isn't. Uh, there's too many other good teams around. The way the league is weighted, it's too many good teams and too many bad teams. 500 is not going to get it done this year for the third wildcard spot, in my opinion. So the Marlins, they absolutely should be moving Aggie. He's the 10th best first baseman by voting anyway. So second base we've already touched on. Jazz, I think, will we'll actually win that vote. Third base, oh boy. There could have been some candidates here for the Marlins, but unfortunately, no Marlins in third base. Um, pacing the way, unsurprisingly, Manny Machado has been sensational. Um, not sure on his injuries. Less. He is absolutely miles ahead of Nolan Arenado uh, and Austin Riley in third. Justin Turner in fourth. That kind of sums it up. Justin Turner's having an absolute shocking season for the Dodgers. Um, I think he's got a 600 OPS or something. He should be nowhere near this vote, particularly in the top five. Uh, but nevertheless, he is. And uh, no Marlins on this list. Would have been really interesting to have seen, uh, you know, Brian Anderson, Joey Wendell, if they'd have had a full run. And listen, the other guy we need to call out, where's John Birdie? Leading the league. Leading the league in stolen bags. John Birdie should be on the list at third base. He should be. He's playing well, doing his thing. I guess it's uh, maybe a step too far for John Birdie. Short stops to the Marlins. Does Miggy Rowe crack it? What do you think? Top 10. Miggy Rowe, is he on the list? Bad news, he's not on the list. <laughs> Miggy Rowe um, offensively has not been good, as we know from Miggy. It's been coming around actually recently, but way below par for Miggy uh, in general. The glove has been sensational. However, Trey Turner pacing it by quite a distance. Dansby Swanson in second and Frankie Lindor in third. Listen, shortstop there in the NL. Um, it's it's stacked. Tommy Edmund, though, in fourth. I mean, I think Tommy Edmund's leading Major League Baseball along with Sandy Alcantara in, in terms of war. So Edmund's in fourth. <laughs> it's a real tough ass there at shortstop, but no Marlins there. Designated hitters, DHs. Do the Marlins have one? Yes, they do. Garrett Cooper, Cooper Loop is there in ninth. Cooper Loop in ninth spot in the uh, in the votes now. 60,000 votes for Coop. Love to see it. However, Bryce Harper. Uh, pacing the way. He's just slightly under 1 million votes ahead of Garrett Cooper there for the DH spot. I don't think it's going to be however good he's been thus far. Bryce clearly locking this one down. Injury status up in the air. William Contreras, though, interestingly, is in second spot here um, for the Braves. Obviously, the catcher turned DH, turned just, you know, straight up hitter this year. William Contreras doing his thing. To see the Marlins, they do have Cooper in there. Um, but DH deserves to be on the shortlist. He's had a great year, as well as Aguilar at first base. He's equally had a nice year as well. Outfield guys, surprise, surprise, um, there are no... As we, as we know, it's been a little bit of a struggle at times for the outfield. And just on that, I'm hearing from Don yesterday, talking about Soler and Avi Garcia, specifically post-game, just saying those guys, um, Soler's been kind of dealing with back issues for you know for a few weeks now, working through that. Avi Garcia, as we know, missed you know a couple of days with a hand injury. I think Donnie also called out the fact he's had a hamstring problem, something else. You know, these guys seemingly are kind of playing through the pain barrier. Um, right now, the problem is, is the product quite there either. And so I'm really intrigued to see what the Marlins do. Uh, the lineup is not yet announced for tonight's game uh, with the Rockies in game one. Touch on that shortly, but lineup isn't announced. Not sure if um, you know if if Aguilar or Sanchez are going to be back in the mix, and what that means for obviously Encarnacion and Lewin Diaz. Uh, clearly, you would expect if those two guys are back, then those two guys would be optioned back down to AAA. Wait and see on that one, I guess. But um, nevertheless, outfield, no outfielders for the fish, um, and you know the the pitching vote, as we know, is not a fan vote, and so that will will be voted in more in line with. 
um, performance on the field, let's say. And I think that's the fun thing about this fan vote. It's for a fan engagement, but clearly, well, just to call it out, by the way, Mookie Betts is leading the way. Uh, Ronnie Acuna, uh, number two, Jock Peterson in third, Starling Marte in fourth, old friend Starling, Juan Soto in fifth, Adam Duvall in sixth. <laughs> so, you know, there's some wild thing. The Braves getting a big bump. Marcelo Zuna in eighth. Listen, the Braves, they just love to vote for their guys. They've got a lot of following. They love voting. And actually, I think they love jazz too. And that's why I was saying about jazz in second base. Now, Aussie's out of the picture. Prom, I don't think, voting for jazz instead um, and uh, and getting him there. So it kind of sums up the Marlins, though, in some ways this year where, you know, the guys that have really popped, it's been, you know, fundamentally, it's been jazz and it's been Coop. They've been the two guys um, that have shown the consistency. Aggies had some nice runs too and is being recognized. Other than that, you know, it's been, you know, it, obviously we mentioned BA and Wendell being down. Miggy, you know, nice glove, but that doesn't have the offense to um, to, to get himself into this, um, you know, fan vote mix. And then the outfield's just been too inconsistent and no no production really from, from Stallings. Fortez has had more production than Stallings perhaps, but um, John Birdie's been the other flashpoint as well, of course. And they should have a utility guy, a utility option um, within the all-star voting because they do need the utility guys. And John Birdie has absolutely been that this year. He, you know, he probably should be an all-star as a util guy, not only doing what he does um, offensively and with the glove, but obviously leading the league in, in stolen bases too. So he does everything. Um, I think Jazz, uh, as I've already mentioned, will win the second base job here and will start. Uh, and clearly, I believe that Sandy will be voted in the question then is um will string any any nice starts together he's kind of fell out of the mix slightly in the past few weeks um obviously had the had the comebacker into the hand push to push to start back and but we're going to see pablo in this rocky series at home um clearly that should be a nice matchup for him um as well so you know pablo i think there's still time for him to get back in the mix other guys are dealing with injuries too obviously like big guys like walker bueller for example max Scherz is still working his way back um, you know, the, a lot of injuries are starting to hit now. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Pablo can make that push. We're going to dig into the Rocky series just very briefly now. But before we do that, guys, reminder, this episode, it's also brought to you by Built Bar. And, oh, it's still mud pie season. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time, Built, they have truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. Boy, oh, boy. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both Mud Pie Bar, and Mud Pie Puff. Yes, Mud Pie. Not sure what Mud Pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this. The new Mud Pie Bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse, smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You've got to try Mud Pie as soon as possible. And you need to hurry because the Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff are only available for a limited time. Visit built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. Are you not convinced? Have I not convinced you yet? If I haven't, we've saved the best for last. It's actually good for you. Really? No, really. All built products are low calories, high protein, and low sugar. Mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein, 150 calories, and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mum baked the most delicious, <laughs> delicious, creamy, chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you so, so if you're liking what you're hearing and then get yourselves over to build.com use promo code locked 15 as locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order 
Okay, then, guys, let's wrap up with this Rockies series and the Marlins. Um, they It's a three-game series back in Miami now. We've got an interesting matchup here. We've got uh, Dan the Man Castano going for the fish. Obviously, look at his record now. Castano, he's 0-1 with a 0-0-0 ERA. Not, not conceded a run yet You know, this year for, for Dan Castano. Had a stunning start uh, against the Phils. Um, the Marlins obviously blew that game in the end, which was disappointing. But I'm really intrigued to see what Dan Castano can do. Uh, the same situation for him as Braxton Garrett, where both guys now maybe will feel that they're they're going to get a, a decent run at this. They're going to get a nice run at it. You've got some guys starting to work themselves back. We've seen Lazard from per uh, Christina Di Nicola today, um, but you know he seems some way off. We did see some Edward Cabrera news as well, and so that looked more encouraging. Edward Cabrera and Max Meyer uh, are appearing for Jacksonville tomorrow. So that's interesting. The Edward Cabrera news for me sounded worrying uh, when it came out, but clearly it's a relatively short stint. He's back, he's throwing, he's going to be pitching um, for Jacksonville, as is Max Meyer. So nevertheless, it's it's nice to for Castano and for for Braxton Garrett to have some consistent playing time here, knowing that they're going to begin the few turns in the rotation, no up and down, up and down uh, with the rotation back and forth. They can just kind of settle in, make three or four starts, see how it goes. So I'm really intrigued to see what, what Brax can do just on the, on the injury updates um, briefly. Uh, Sixto, he's also uh, got a 20-pitch side tomorrow. I'm not totally clear what that means, but he's maybe throwing 20 pitches. So Sixto's working his way back. Where are we going to go with Sixto Sanchez? I think this, as I already mentioned, I think the season's done fundamentally for the fish. I don't think, I think it's highly improbable that they they make a wild card push. With that being said, um, there's some interesting decisions. Interesting decisions to make about Sixto. Sounds like Sixto's way behind Max Meyer. But um, you know, from Sixto, for me, for the fish, shut him down for the year. Shut him down. No, no rushing back. Even if he doesn't pitch an inning in the minor leagues, no problem. No problem with that. I think the year's lost. Let's get Sixto healthy. Let's get him right. Max Meyer, I'm intrigued about. Very intrigued about because he's obviously he he, he had his he's had his injury back. The Marlins need some guys for the rotation, kind of. Obviously, Braxton and Dan Castano have, have stepped in right now, but you know, Max Meyer, does he get an opportunity now? Is it the right time for, for Max Meyer? Now, I'm not sure. I'm interested to see where the Marlins go with that. Um, I really am because he's not on the 40 man. So they have to clear a 40 man spot. They could clear one because there's guys on the 40 man that, that don't really have a, a long-term future with the fish. But, you know, if they, if they do highly rate him, uh, which I believe they do, then clearly there's an opportunity for extra, you know, years of control, et cetera, by just keeping Max down there and just leave him in, you know, in the minors this year. It's, t- it's totally possible. Or maybe they give him a run in September. We'll wait and see, but I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Bender's playing catch. Holloway's with Jupiter tomorrow. Uh, Petit, 20-pitch pen to, um, today So for Petit. And then Peyton Henry's had right thumb surgery. No no clear timeline on what that means um, in terms of the length of time, but likely a, a decent stint um, for, for Peyton Henry. So generally positive updates for the Marlins. Pitchers there. Equally as well, There is there's news on, on BA and Joey Wendell as well, who are both 
who are both kind of working their way back and playing rehab games later this week. So, you know, those guys are working their way back. I was really concerned about Brian Anderson at one point. Like, I think takes were made, called it last week, saying he's seen a, a spine specialist. I mean, this does not does not sound good. Um, but it sounds like they're working their way back. They're on on you know course to be back. You know, let's say in a week or so's time, maybe slightly more. Um, which is good news for the fish, clearly. Um, so, really, it, you know, good updates injury wise. You know, I kind of read through them and thought, okay, good. Everyone's kind of trending in the right direction. In the meantime. Um, the Marlins, 29 and 36, taking on the 30 and 37 Rockies. Um, Feltner's going for the Rockies, um, as he did in that, in, I believe, in, in the last series, too. Um, he's one and two with a 4.85 ERA. You then look into Wednesday's game. Uh, Pablo Lopez going for the fish. Uh, cool will be going for the Rockies. Is that a nice year? Four and four with a 3.69 ERA. Pablo sitting at four and three, 2.85 ERA. And then a UK friendly Thursday game at 5.10. 5.10 UK time. So that is going to be, what's that going to be? That's going to be 12.10 um, Eastern. So that's an early, early start there. And you've got Carl Freeland going against Braxton Garrett. Uh, Freeland, the lefty. Braxton Garrett, the lefty. Lefty on lefty matchup. As I said on yesterday's pod, and as we've seen for the fish, boy, oh boy, it's not been the offense against lefties. I'm I'm not sure why, because there's so many power righty bats in the lineup and guys that should be hitting well against lefties. But, it's been a it's been a constant not just this year but I think for for multiple years um, past couple of years just uh, soft tossing lefties the Marlins hitters just just can't get it going against them but you know it's going to be an interesting series um, you know they've got Braxton and Castano going with with Pablo in there too um, then you're kind of into another Mets series Sandy Alcantara going on Friday uh, in that one so you know it's it's going to be interesting the the, the Rockies don't play well on the road. Um, the Marlins have been playing pretty well at home. And so the Marlins should be expecting to win this series. However, um, you know, it, it's it's almost one of those situations where, you know, if you get if you get a sweep, does that does it bring us back to life? Maybe it does, but I feel like the Marlins are pretty well far adrift now. And so we're starting to get into that position of what do we do with um you know Jay Ryan Canastion, what do we do with Lewin Diaz? How do we open up some playing time for these boys, some young guys, some young blood? Because really the roster is um, as it was maybe on around opening day, it's quite a veteran heavy um offense in the main. You've got kind of jazz and Jesus. Uh, but other than that, it, it feels pretty vet heavy. There's a lot of experience, a lot of you know, uh, <laughs> however you want to phrase it, but there's a lot of experience in there. And you know, sometimes some youthful exuberance can help for sure and just add a bit of a spark to the clubhouse. So I'm intrigued to see what they do for sure. No lineup announced as yet. It's quarter to 10 my time. Um, so lineup should be you know, being posted relatively shortly, but we don't have them right now. So we'll call it a day for today. It's a solo pod again. Me, two days in a row solo. Uh, yesterday's pod didn't go as planned with the audio. Hopefully this one comes through better. But guys, that's me, Peter Pratt Dunn with Locked On Marlins today. And we'll be back tomorrow, of course. And I'll need to get a guest in here, guys, to freshen it up, right? I'll bring a guest in and help us kind of, I guess, dig into what happened in game one, this uh, this Dan Castano start. And as well, we'll be looking ahead to game two. Pablo Lopez going in game two. In the meantime, guys, enjoy the game tonight. And back tomorrow. <laughs>